Happy year! So, happy fucking year. The excitement in the room is so big. Oh. Hello, welcome back to Happy Ho Life. Today, my soul is beaming. My heart is exploding with the magical soul sister guest that I have here with us today. Olivia Livesey is here with us today. And Olivia is undefinable in your own words. I fucking love that. Just you are a magician, a siren, a just a wizard dress in all kinds of different realms. But I feel Ah, just so much potent medicine from you in the realms of of self-expression and authenticity and receiving the gift of what it's like to fully fucking inhabit your body and experience life through your body and experience pleasure through your senses. I just, you are just a radiant star shining among us in this world. And I'm so excited be here with you thank you thank you thank you so much for being here and if you want to say hello and introduce yourself and (laughs) wow that was like one hell of an introduction thank you I'm feeling big and shiny um so yeah I'm Olivia Lipsy I am all of the I am undefinable what am I today Today, and and in the name of authenticity, I just feel so called to sharing kind of what we just talked about before we hit record is that in my normal ways, I am a very big, bright, shiny, big, like, yay person, which I always am. And literally, like right now, I'm like one or two days out from my moon starting and in like some intense PMDD time, which can be very intense. And um, this experience, I like we just had discussed prior to record, was actually a really big invitation for stepping more into that authenticity, because I was really tempted to be like, I'm not doing it. I want to be perfect and great. <laughs> so among knowing that I'm undefinable and bright and shiny, I also like uh, am humble and know that there's always space to learn and grow as we all are forever students of life. Um, to like introduce myself more, I, I'm a, a Taurus son. I'm a projector just like you. Yay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that you call me a siren. I am an ocean person. I live on an island off of the East coast of North Carolina, um, I'm a, a yogi and I'm a Reiki master. I'm an embodiment freaking queen. I don't know. I'm all of the things. I like to eat food. <laughs> I love dogs. <laughs> I'm a human and an alien at the same time. <laughs> My soul's literally screaming, Olivia. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like, you know, sometimes it feels like we can get into that place of like, even like these self-imposed labels, right? Of like, well, I'm this and I'm that, and this is my title and this is my bio and this is who I am. And it's like, that's all beautiful and wonderful and amazing. And I feel like there's also a time and place to just be like, I'm a floating, I'm floating stardust inhabiting a human body, Mm -hmm. rolling around planet earth in a galaxy that is so wide and far reaching that my human mind can't even comprehend. It's like sometimes to things into perspective and remember that 
we are all the things and mm. we are all mirrors for each other. And, and even just like witnessing you own your multifacetedness, right? That like, yes, you are a shining bright light in this world. And also you hold darkness and also you still hold sadness. And also we're all still healing because that is the beauty and magic of being a human being on planet earth and also just owning human, alien, siren, <laughs> all of these different things. It's like spin the wheel. You'll never know what version of you might pop out on any given day, but that's part of the magic of living life in this like full spectrum expression kind of a way. And I'm actually so curious what's dropping in right now, Olivia, for you is I'm curious and what this evolution of your self-expression and authenticity has actually looks like, because I mean, we met several months back, like towards the end of last year. And I feel like even since then, I'm like, wow, I feel like I've seen 30,000 light bulbs go off in your soul as more and more of you comes alive and is just expressed in this world. And I'm curious where that journey began or you know, even like, did authenticity always come naturally to you? Did you always feel safe to like fully inhabit your body the way that you do now so powerfully and so beautifully? Oh, wow. That's like, let me just write my memoir for you real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, and one thing I wanted to say too, like to that intro is that it's funny because in my own brain, I had to check myself when you're like, introduce yourself. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I? Like, what's my career what's the that we worked with a lot like what's the box that I'm in and I was like no I love the beach (laughs) but so so that felt good I just wanted to share that but um I absolutely wasn't I I was not born wildly self-expressive I was not a very embodied younger person um in fact I was always a big chameleon um and it was out of a, a, a the illusion of safety, you know, like what are the cool kids doing? I'm gonna do that, or like what is this boy like? I'm gonna morph to that kind of a deal. And it kind of, as I got older and started to become more like sexually active, it was like, oh, cool. So I can like use sex as currency for people to like accept me. And when we think of, and when I say sex and I mean the literal physical act and just like everything, sacral energy, self expression and worth and how I was creating myself in the world. I was basically just like, here, whoever will take it, please mold me so that I feel like I'm enough. And, um, oh, you know, (laughs) there's to like hit the highlight reel. I mean, there was a, a year, I don't know, maybe seven or so years ago, I was, I had just decided to get off birth control and I would just like had realized that like sex didn't feel good. And I was like, Whoa, something's missing here. And that was like a really big propeller to my self-discovery journey. And, um, many, many mountains and valleys and dark places and bright places later, um, I can honestly say that really the past six months, I feel like I have finally taken a seat at the table of like who I actually am. I refer to it a lot as like, I finally have claimed my throne and it doesn't mean like I'm the queen I'm done right forever a student and forever in healing, but I've like reached this 
I hate to say destination because it sounds like you're done, but I really feel like I've reached this point where it's like, oh, like this is how it feels to fully embody who I am. I'm not like getting small or dimming my light or chameleoning for safety anymore. I'm like, this is me. And sometimes being me is really fucking shitty and difficult because I'm having waves of hormones where I just want to cry or like throw a baseball bat at the wall, (laughs) you know, but I mean, even in that space, I can see myself and be like, well, this is who I am and I'm not hiding it and or ashamed of it. And it feels really freaking good, I must say. (laughs) My soul is just glowing on the other side of the screen right now, Olivia, just hearing you speak to going from being this chameleon. And I totally resonate with that energy of like, just like here, whoever is, is around me, like mold me because I don't know who I am. So I need you to tell me because I'm scared to who I am. Like I'm scared of myself. I'm scared of who lives within me. So better to let everybody else in the room tell me who to be. And it's just like, oh, like that way of living is so fucking exhausting to just wear and conform to all the labels that people place on us. And instead coming home to this, like, huh, what if I burn down all the fucking boxes? What if I just like let them be incinerated and play with this idea of what if all parts of me get to coexist? What if all parts of my voice and all textures of my being get to be expressed and seen and loved and celebrated and, and sometimes, you know, rebuffed or sometimes people are like, ew, too much back the fuck up. (laughs) Like, what are you doing with your expression or, or whatever it is. But when we have that foundation of, of self-love and, and just loving yourself with reckless abandon and, and deciding and choosing, this is who I am. And I love me. I cherish me. I treasure me and anybody else on this whole entire fucking planet in this entire life and anyone else being like, you know what? I love you too. You know what? You're cool. You know what? I want to be in your space. It's literally just the sprinkles on top of your already divine magical existence and coming home to that place is like, to like, in my experience, I'm like, wow, there was like life before I knew who the fuck I was in life afterwards. It's like a line in the sand of like, holy fucking shit. It's so, the experience of life is so different on this. And I see like on the other side as well, it's like, there's, it's a kind of a coin that continues to flip as we continue to learn more and more about who we are and deepen into our own souls. But, oh, I just love this. And one piece you spoke about as well, Olivia, like the sexuality piece and, and owning your sexuality for yourself. Cause I know this is something I struggled with for a really long time. Like allowing men to be this like driving factor of my sexuality it's like my sexuality is not for me it's for you it's for you it's for you it's for everyone outside of me but not for me and I'm curious do you feel like there was a moment when you reclaimed your sexuality for you or what that was like oh sister this is actually one of the biggest healing vortexes I've ever gone through in the many coin flips of my reclamation of self as well. Um, Because that like, while my personality would chameleon, the sex exchange for acceptance was really one of the more detrimental things I I, I put my soul through. You know what I mean? And um, I actually 
a big uh like the the crack that really and the good crack right because the cracks are where the light can shine through that really started to like let my light shine through was through dancing and like zero percent professional here I did like Scottish Highland dancing for little as a kid <laughs> low-key embarrassing but it's cool because I owned myself <laughs> Um, but just like, like through ecstatic dancing around my house. And then one time I recorded it and put it on Instagram and that was like post and like, holy shit, I just did it. Throw the phone away. I don't want to ever watch that again, but I did it, you know? So there was a coin flip there and through these, like this embodiment relationship, I started to get to know my body more and i'm very blessed um that my my husband is absolutely my divine union partner he so mm -hmm. sees me through and through he's been a big part of my sexual healing journey as well as self healing everything journey um and actually like just recently i was really going through, like, I felt like I, I've always really struggled to orgasm. Um, I, it's still a path I'm like on healing about. I, I'm not this, this, the story I'm about to tell does not end with me having gushing orgasms yet. <laughs> Maybe someday I believe that it is possible still in healing, but I started to do this more. My dance was always jumpy and fast and shaky and fun and playful. So my dance practice started to slow down and get way more sensual, like in sultry. And I was on retreat, uh, a retreat that I was hosting and I had some free time and I was like, I just need to do a practice and get into my body. I just need to do me. And I was like, man, am I, I wanted to like watch myself, you know, not to kind of to see if I was doing it right. Not that there's right or wrong, but I just wanted to see. And so I took, I set my phone up like on the floor of this place I was staying and I started to slow, sexy dance. And I got so turned on by myself. And I was just like, oh my God, it like became this little, like a little like porn star came out of me, you know, it like moves that I've never done before with, with any partner, especially my husband, where I'm like doing the twerky splits and like touching myself from over here and I'm like what was that it was me you know and I wasn't filming it for obviously not Instagram or for my husband it was just for me and so it turned into obviously it turned into this wild self-pleasure practice and then through that I actually later sent it to my husband because I knew he'd love it and of course he can see that but it was again it was another one I was like send and they're like oh put the phone down even though it's my husband he's seen me more naked and raw than anyone else and so that was a big thing because it was like wow like I wasn't chameleoning or performing or posting or writing I was just like practicing and getting into my body so that mean to me that meant there is this like wild woman sexual expression within me. Now it's just a matter of like cultivating a sense of safety so that she can come out more often. Mm. And it's kind of in the zone where I'm in now, like really cultivating a sense of safety. And doesn't mean I don't feel safe around my husband. Doesn't mean I don't feel safe in my house, right? It's kind of an inner trauma 
safety mechanism that's like that delusional sense of safety so that's actually really what I'm working through right now and um it's just wild when we get those glimpses of self-expression where we're like damn like that was that's in there like I can do it you know like I can express in this wild woman way I'm not faking it you know and it was just like oh like win (laughs) coin flipped again let's keep going Oh, I'm literally tearing up, Olivia, just hear you say that, like, that self-expression that, like, you get this flicker of, like, oh, my God, that woman lives within me, like, that powerful, like, sultry, sexy, wild, primal goddess, like, she's in there, and she's been there from day fucking one, and it's just, like, it takes your own breath away, and I've had the exact same experience of, you know, like, I, I love doing, like, Floor. I actually just ordered knee pads so I can do more like floor work dancing without bruising the fuck out of my knees like I have been. And I don't have a mirror in the room that has wood floor. So I set up my little tripod and my camera and I ate the same thing. Like the other week when I was dancing, I was just like watching the video back. But even also as I was filming, I was like making eye contact with the camera. And it's like not for somebody else, not for some, not for my husband, not for Instagram, not for anything, but me connecting to me as if it was a mirror work. And I was like, holy shit, I'm hot. Oh my God. And and something about receiving the gift of your own sexiness, your own hotness, your own like sultry, sexy, delicious aliveness and being able to see yourself in that is, I feel like it, it changes you. It, it elevates this sense of self where you recognize I really do get to be all of me and I also really resonate with what you said about cultivating that sense of safety to embrace more of that. Because I know for me in my journey with sexuality, I always felt really scared to like be sexual or or dance a certain way or dress a certain way for fear of attracting the wrong kind of attention or or even being Asian, like being half Korean, like always being worried. It's like, am I just going to attract the men that have like yellow fever and want to like check me off their bucket list of like fuck the Asian chick. And it's just like, like reclaiming our sexuality for ourselves. And, and that experience is just so profound. And one question that sparked as you were speaking, you know, even that, like you said, that like larger sense of safety, it's like, you feel safe with your husband, you feel safe with yourself, you feel safe in your home. And I'm curious if there were any moments in life where you started to collect that evidence of like oh maybe it's not safe to be this or maybe I should be the chameleon or maybe I do need to shape shift depending on who's in the room and I need to scan like who is here who should I be depending on those external factors Mm, that's oh yeah so for me it's that it's funny because um well it's not funny but it's it's just the words I'm saying, it says, oh, that's funny, is I always, when people ask that question is, well, it's daddy issues, <laughs> which is, which sounds funny because it's such a common phrase to say that, but my parents divorced when I was like two weeks old, you know, they had me very young and I was fortunate that my amazing stepdad became dad when I was two years old. So I had a strong male figure in my life and there's still, I mean, those traumas that we experience before we're even creating memories. I mean, that shit sticks with you forever. And you're not like, oh, I remember the one time. It's like, you don't remember. Maybe if you do like some kind of baby hypnosis, you might remember. I don't know. Um, 
And so there, and, and as a child, my parents were very young when they had me. So when I was a kid, I was home alone a lot, which on one hand I love because it fosters wild independence. I've lived all over the country. I've traveled all over the place by myself. I'm very like, I don't need anybody. But then as I started to find my partner, it was like, oh, wait, but like how much of that independence is toxic versus actually healthy, right? So that was a dynamic I had to heal from. But in that, before I had my healthy partnership now, there was a sense of like, I don't want to be alone. I feel like you were saying, I don't want to be left with my own sexual, like with me, I don't, I'm scared of who's inside of me. So like someone else fill in the space. So it was, like I said, it's like that delusional sense of safety. Like, well, if I have a boyfriend, then I am, I am pretty enough, cool enough, smart enough. Now I'm safe and I don't have to worry about being uh, abandoned or I mean, abandoned, alone, lonely with my own self. Right. So I started, you know, I, I say sex a lot, but it was physical contact and sex and just relationships. I used to joke that I was a serial monogamist. I always had a boyfriend or a, a, a male to just like have around because I was, and not like safety, like protect me from danger, <laughs> you know, but safety from my own, um, label of like, well, if I don't have someone who's fucking me, then I must not be pretty or I must not be sexy enough or my boobs aren't right or my face isn't right or I'm not dressing cool enough, you know? So it was like this almost, it's making me think now like sense like a safety blanket where you're like, well, this blanket's not going to protect you from a fire or a, a wild animal, right? But it's a false sense of security. <laughs> and so same, same, I would essentially like, this is going to sound silly. It's just coming through this way right now, but Oh my God, it's totally coming through in a hilarious way. You're going to laugh. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed to say it. But it was like, I would almost find a penis. And because it would, oh my gosh, this is wild. It's coming through like this. It would literally plug me up. And then it'd be like, cool. I don't have to see what's inside of myself. There is like a plug here to block it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really silly. silly. It is silly. <laughs> Just like how it's coming through. But but if you think about that, it's almost like we think of like the phrase golden handcuffs or like heavy armor, like, well, I've got these handcuffs on, so I'm locked up, but they're gold or like, mm -hmm. oh, I've got this armor on so that I'm protected, but I can't fucking run because it's so heavy, you know, so I've got this like penis inside of me that's like filling me up. So I'm not going to be abandoned. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm not alone, but it's actually, you know, as, as females, like our greatest source of power is our womb and our yoni. Mm -hmm. And so if that's being blocked, that's essentially what happened to me is it was like, oh my gosh, my sense of personal power has been completely cut off from me. Um, I'm not quite sure if that really answered the question, but that sense of false safety is sort of how we shimmied on in there. And it's, it's really, it's actually almost like a, it is a constant thing. I have to remind myself now that I am safe, whether I'm like in a physical intimacy with my husband or posting something online that feels vulnerable or even just videoing myself to not share. It's like, 
wow, I can like watch this. I don't have to like, just delete it real quick. You know, it's okay. <laughs> wow. Like I'm, I'm literally like hands over like heart, like rubbing my heart right now. Just the, the connection between our sexuality and our personal power. Like I literally, like my heart just like it boomed out of my chest when you said that. And, and like literally that experience of like physically having a penis blocking your sense of personal power from you, that energy of, I need something else to fill me up because I'm scared to find out what's in here. I need somebody else to fill me up because I'm scared that if I'm left alone to my own devices, if I'm left alone to be with myself and my sexuality, like I'm going to self-destruct because I don't know what to do. And I don't know who I am. And just like witnessing and hearing the evolution of you walking yourself home to safety, walking yourself home to safety, walking yourself home to safety and, and letting it be a process and letting it be a practice, right? It's the same way you said earlier, like with sex, it's having an orgasm is not the destination or the like marker for like, this was good sex because I had a gushing mind blowing orgasm. It's like the, the winds are in, did you experience sex through your body? Did you notice the subtle sensations? Were you present with your emotions? Were you present with the other person? It's like, there are so many other metrics isn't even really the right word, but it's like, there's so many other pieces to pay attention to and give our energy to other than, you know, these things outside of us that are glamorized in society or are, are looked at as like the thing. And it's like, but what if the thing is just soul deepening? What if the thing is coming home to ourselves? What if the thing is remembering that we are innately safe within ourselves? We're safe within our bodies. We're safe with within our experience of, of having this human life and all the ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And as you were speaking, another thing dropped in Olivia, because I feel you embody this so powerfully, the energy of allowing it to be messy and letting it be imperfect. And I feel like, I remember we talked about this. We had a conversation in the past about like letting it be fucking ugly because I know as women, we are so conditioned, like it needs to look pretty. And like your dance needs to like look sensual and goddessy in a certain way. And it's like, fuck yes. Like sometimes it's like our dance does take on like the sultry, like, ooh, like sexy goddess energy. And sometimes it's like, I think what was your words? Like the ugly mud creature that's just like sitting on the floor. And it's just like if anyone, if your neighbor like walks into your house, they'd be like, is this a shadow exorcism? Should I come back later? Like what's going on? But I feel, I feel you like model this in the world so beautifully of just, it doesn't have to be pretty all the time. Like it doesn't have to be anything at any time. It just gets to be like, even like coming back to your intro, just like you get to be all of it. And I'm curious, what is it like for you when you let it be ugly. The journey of self-expression, the journey of coming home to your sexuality, the, the journey of having this human experience. How do you navigate when when yeah, it just like goes crazy and chaotic and wild <laughs> and letting yourself feel safe to let it be ugly and messy and imperfect? It's a constant, it's a constant practice. You know, there's never kind of like we talked about earlier, I definitely sense like a before and after, like there was Olivia who was like working towards this like personal power reclamation. And I feel that I'm in the after phase of that. But as far as like riding the waves of 
existing as a human as the multi-dimensional ugly mud creature sexy amazing queen that I am it is like an every single day practice every moment of every day practice um I mean straight up today's a perfect example you know I woke up and um had a nice little sleep in it's a rainy day here and I was like all right I was like feeling a little emotional yesterday so I'm gonna take it really slow and I did some like embodiment on the floor and I pulled some cards and I started meditating and then my husband came home a little early because we were doing some stuff and he interrupted me and then all of a sudden I was like I am so pissed (laughs) which we have a small house it happens and he was totally sweet about it and because my my hormones are on edge right now I just like completely shifted and it's actually like a funny perspective because we are especially as women we're going through 28 day cycles so we're shifting evolving all the motherfucking time and like the time of day is shifting and the time of year so like just when we think we've pinpointed down like how to be embodied in this moment, it changes. And I feel like because of where I'm at in my my cycle and experiencing this PMDD right now, it's like even more so. So it was like shift and I was like bitch mode. And then it was like shift and I was like, hold me, I'm leaving, everything is wrong. And then I was like, don't touch me. Where's a baseball bat? I want to hit not you, but I want to like break something and then shift ah, and then shift like, oh, I'm fine. Let's go out to lunch. <laughs> and it's yes. silly, but it really is just like, it is a constant check-in. And today it's been a little like bananas, but you know, I find myself um actually because the world and I, I love the divine masculine. I'm, we all have it. I'm a big proponent for the balance and the feminine and masculine within ourselves and partnerships and, and everything. And the world, especially the Western world is predominantly masculine, right? We're like, so taught that productivity is the way, I mean, even in a, in the wellness world, you know, how many books or podcasts are like, this is the method where if you do the same thing every single morning, you will be enlightened or you will be totally ripped or you're going to be more zen whatever like the product the end zone just like you were saying with sex and the orgasm if it's got this like goal orientation to it Mm -hmm. um that's a great way to get really fucking frustrated because it's not gonna work (laughs) I've tried it There was one, like the morning method. I was so into it for a while where like you get up at the crack ass at dawn and then you do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I did it for like, you know, it felt like a month, but it was really probably three weeks. And then I started to get near my luteal phase. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to fucking get up early. And now I have failed at it. (laughs) So it's like a constant check-in. You're never just an embodied person you can, you are, but it's a constant flux. And something else I wanted to add in that came up is especially an intimacy. Um, Cause when we think of the word intimacy, you could cut it, cut it out into into me, I see. And so, which I fucking love, this can be an intimacy with a partner or yourself, of course. Right. And so in that 
there's really nowhere to hide. So you can't bullshit yourself through it. You can't, you know, depending on like your connection with your partner, they usually are like, well, I can see you or feel you. And it's like an invitation to go even deeper. And that's why I think sexuality and self-expression go so hand in hand because it, as you and I have both talked about, it's kind of easy to self-express as a chameleon. You're like, oh, well, everybody's got blue hair now. So I'm going to dye my hair blue, which that's fucking awesome, by the way, not hating on blue yeah. hair at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, let's use a silly one. Everyone, well, that's becoming a trend now. I was going to say everyone in high school was wearing low cut jeans. So <laughs> I'm going to wear low cut <laughs> jeans. Not going to do that one again. <laughs> but it's like, what's the the scary part is like looking into me into ourselves and then expressing from that vulnerable place oh my god yeah it's fucking big oh my god my soul just I feel like my soul just went on a journey with you through everything that you just shared I was like yes (laughs) yes 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the yes of you know, even like you know, sharing the behind the scenes of your morning of just like the ebbs and flows of ah, chaos, but beautiful chaos. And I had quite a similar morning of just, I woke up and I was feeling good. And then I just had this intuitive download. I was like, ah, something really big is shifting within myself and my the way that I am structuring my business and things like that behind the scenes. And I was just like, all of a sudden my inner child was like, I need to grieve, we're dying. <laughs> and then I was the puddle of tears and then I was furiously journaling and then I was rolling around on the floor and my cat was just purring next to me like, I don't know what's going on, but you seem like you're doing okay. You're doing the thing. <laughs> and it's just, oh, I feel like it's such a powerful reminder, you know, to everyone listening as well, that we're not wrong for being fucking human and, and riding the emotional waves of the way you said it, Olivia, of like the embodiment. It's like, yes, like we're always embodied. Like we always inhabit this body. We always live here. But to what degree are we really inhabiting our vessel? Because I know for me, from I mean, most of my life, I was not in my body. I was like dissociated somewhere up there in the sky. And the experience of walking myself back home to like, what is it like to really inhabit this body? What is it like to be? embodied what is it like and I love the like into me I see like intimacy of like what is it actually like to pause and I think especially for both of us being projectors there I know for me there's this energy of I always feel like oh it's so easy to see other people like looking at clients or friends or family members or my husband or my cat or whoever it's like I'm like oh yeah my projector birds I sight is so crystal clear it's like ah like I can see you I see you so deeply and sometimes when it's that energy of, for all of us, highly sensitive, giving, loving beings, beautiful souls who tend to turn our light outward and shine it upon the world and everyone else and and share our gifts and medicine with the world. It's that, but wait, let's pause. And first and foremost, most fucking importantly, turn all of that light and sight and gifts inward and, and really see ourselves and love ourselves and nourish ourselves the way we nourish the rest of the world and the way we nourish other people. And I 1000% like people, please are raising our hands, like loud and clear over here. Really, really, really struggled with that for most of my life. Like I never took time to look into myself or discover 
who I was or what I wanted or my own path. And I feel the first time that I ever really did that was when I, you know, I, I used to work in a genetics lab and I was going to do my PhD in genetics and like all this stuff. And, and at some point I got this like ping from my soul. I was like, I think I fucking hate this. And if I do this with my life, I'm going to be miserable. <laughs> and I feel like I can kind of trace that back to one of the first moments in my life. I mean, I was like, what, 21 or 22 years old at the time. I was like, that was like the first time in my life where I had this flicker of, oh, I can actually look into myself and discern what I actually want for myself and what my soul path might actually be. And it's fucking terrifying. It was so scary to look at myself and meet myself. And I did the same thing in my autoimmune healing journey of like, I was doing all everything right, right? Like the diet and the supplements and the meditating every morning and the yoga, kind of like you were saying with like, you know, do the practice and do it right. And whatever it is, like follow the steps and the rigidity of it. And it's like, but wait, (laughs) at some point it's like, are we doing the self-care work? Are we doing the self-development work? Because we feel like we have to, and we're actually just trapped on some sort of weird hamster wheel that we're unconscious of, or are we really moving for ourselves? And I just feel like what you shared, Olivia, like that, I really feel it as like the sacred discernment of moment by moment, day by day, asking the question, what does it look like to actually see myself? What does it look like to actually look inward? It's just, oh, like, cashmere to every fiber of my being every of my soul I'm like soul collapse that's how it feels yes I heard somewhere that and it was told to me in a more eloquent way but essentially it was like a saying that embodiment is about being in a constant relationship with your body (sighs) and it's true because it is so evolutionary and so many different phases where it's like, well, how is it today? You know, like we both had funky mornings and checking the pulse on that. And another piece, especially as projectors or anyone out there who's any sensitive empath, another thing that I've had to check in on lately is like, well, is this mine? (laughs) Like what I'm feeling, is this mine to be feeling? Or like, did someone say some nasty shit to me on Instagram and now I'm internalizing it? That shit ain't mine. Um, or, you know, is it my partner's not that he's intentionally doing it, but like, am I carrying something that's his, or is this a family trauma? That's like, you know, giving me some neck pain. Is this mine to carry or even just freaking strangers out in the world, whether they're literally, judging you or like totally like someone you sit next to in a restaurant especially as an empath an empathic type person or a projector person because as we are so open Mm -hmm. am I taking in other people's stuff and I think that through embodiment practices a you can clear that shit out and b you get to know yourself good enough that's like oh this is a pattern of mine <laughs> or, Oh, shit ain't mine. Like I ain't going to worry about it. You know, sh- do a shake and get it, get it out. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so glad you brought this piece forward, Olivia, because I know many, many people in this community, the happy hope community are sensitive, empathic, mm-hmm. like deeply fucking feeling beings. And I take on stuff from people as well. Like even I'm, I, one instance that came to my mind was I was like, on a bus one time, like 
And there was this couple, this older couple, and they were very angry because they somehow like got on the wrong bus or like something happened with their travel. And they were just shouting and yelling and angry. And I just remember I was like, ah, ah, I'm taking this on. And, and luckily this was, you know, somewhat recent. So I had the tools, like I imagined myself like in an eggshell of golden light. And I was like, pink bubble, pink bubble. <laughs> I love that. Like, I am protected. I am safe. I do not need to hold this. This isn't mine. But even like with my partner, sometimes if he's like in a bad mood or having a thing, I'm like, it's so easy to just like let that energy into my heart space, especially when I'm so open. And it's, I'm curious, actually, like you mentioned, like doing the nice little shake, but are there any other practices? I mean, one, like in this realm of energetically cutting cords with other people's stuff, but any favorite movements, practices, activities, ways of meeting yourself that you've been in relationship with lately? Like anything juicy, delicious, soft, melty? (laughs) All of it. All of it. I love all of it. I mean, I, since discovering like slow, sensual dance, that has kind of recently been my favorite flavor because um, I can kind of apply it any time of my cycle where like, even in follicular or ovulatory, it feels good to be slow and sensual. And especially during my luteal and my moon phase, um, where I, when I'm in my, uh, like the first two, like ovulation or follicular, I'm like, I want to fucking twerk. I want to shake. I want to dance all over the fucking house you know? And so like those, I kind of like play with those just depending on it. It's not always based off my cycle. It's kind of just the vibe I feel that day, you know, if it's raining or not, whatever. Um, but other things, I mean, I've been a yoga teacher for almost 10 years. And while on one hand, like stretching just feels so fucking good. Sometimes yoga can feel a little bit, um, restrictive for me where I'm like, ah, this is nice, mm-hmm. but like, I want to also do things and yeah, shimmy. Shimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for people who, I mean, the nice thing about the structure of yoga is that when people are like starting, like want to get their foot in the door of entering the body yoga, or even like any type of movement class is a great way to get started because someone's holding the foundation. They're like, here's like this tree pose you could get in. But if you want to like be a swaying tree, you know, you can do that too. (laughs) Um, But like, I just, I love all of it. Shaking. I like to even like, kind of like pound on myself a little bit. And that's like a good check-in when I'm like kind of stressing or like, if I feel myself checking out and like not to pinch my, like, you know, pinch me in my dreaming is like kind of a get back into the body thing, you know, or like, who like quick little, like, Oh, okay. Here I am. <laughs> uh, I, and I feel like sometimes embodiment or dance or all these kind of things, especially for people who are new to it can feel so scary and intimidating. I know for me, like when I was first introduced, I was like, sensual dance, what the fuck is that? I was like, oh God, like, do I need a certain outfit? Like, what do I wear? Who, uh, how am I doing it right? And that temptation to like, look around the room to see, am I, am I ecstatic dancing correctly? And it's like, checking our inner perfectionists that want to get it right. And it's just with embodiment, with dance, with movement, it's that there's no fucking getting it right. And I always think of my dad, 
not in the realms of embodiment and dance, but he's an artist. And when I was a kid, he would always, he would always say to me, like, you know, he's like, you can never draw a tree wrong. He was like, you can draw the weirdest, gnarliest, like twistiest tree ever. And he's like, somewhere, whether it's on this planet in this timeline, somewhere in the past, somewhere in the future, on some other planet where trees also exist, he's like, there will be a tree that looks like what you've drawn. Like you can't fuck it up. And I feel like I just like took that lesson with me and I kind of apply it to all areas of my life. It's like, you can't get it wrong. You can't mess it up. And and even what you said, Olivia, sometimes it's just like a uh, pounding on your chest, like checking in, like, am I here? If not, where am I? And it can be so simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, find the class immediately or it's like I highly recommend going to class because I definitely think whether it's online or in person it's like having a space holder I think is so powerful as someone who just recently started going to the yoga studio that's near our house it's so beautiful and so powerful and also that reminder that sometimes it's like a 30 second check-in in in your car as you pull into the parking lot of your workplace sometimes it's you're in the shower and you turn on one song and you just like kind of flow. I know for me, I'm a Pisces baby. I'm like, every time I get in the shower, I always turn on music and I'm always like, I'm always just dancing in the shower. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like a really big intimidating adventure to, to start to inhabit your body more and express yourself more. And and I just feel like the connection between your connection to your body and yourself and the way that the ripple effect in your self-expression, it's like the more you meet yourself in your own day-to-day life and just the ordinary days and the ordinary moments, the more all of a sudden you start to notice yourself showing up in your life differently, whether that's in relationship to your mom or one of your parents, you're starting to hold stronger boundaries. Or if you're an entrepreneur or you share on social media, it's like your voice is all of a sudden becoming a bit bolder and sharper and and more direct. I feel like I know for me and my journey of self-expression and also reclaiming my sexuality, one of the biggest pieces of medicine for me has been learning to be really fucking direct about the way that I speak, the way that I express, the way that I I share, or even like as an entrepreneur, the way that I sell, it's not this like, oh, I need to like put a veil over it and, you know, make it complicated. It's just like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. This is my expression, like it or don't, I don't care. And there's something about, I wrote a post about this, but it's like, there's something about being able to show up fully as you are and not giving a fuck if people are like cringing, secondhand embarrassed, like absolutely fucking horrified at like, ew, what is she doing? That's not dancing or that doesn't look prettier. That looks uglier. That's weird. And it's like when we like whoosh all of that out of the room and come back to ourselves, it's like, ah, it's like our souls breathe this sigh of relief. Like, oh, this is what I came here for. And there's something too that like, while there are people, there's always going to be people who are like, oh, that's weird. And I like, can't guarantee it, but I feel pretty confident that most of the time, the people who feel that way are deep down, like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could do that, but I think it's weird. So you're weird because I can't do it, you know? And so a, even when that shit happens, that type of reaction happens, I like, I know because I've been that person. I've seen women on Instagram owning their sexuality and being sexy and moving confidently or being direct. And I've been like, well, she's just asking for attention when it really, when really inside I'm like, man, I wish I could call attention to me, but I'm fucking terrified. 
And on the other side of like the people reacting too, is that with your directness, the people who have gotten to a point where they can like receive that. And I think they actually feel safer coming Mm. to a direct line because they're like, well, she owns her shit. This is what she's claiming, calling, calling in. This is what she has to say. I now my nervous system actually feels safer talking to her because there's no mystery. I feel safe. And we're taught that like directness can kind of be harsh or bitchy or whatever, you know, where actually directness is, is the masculine being like, Hey, this is what I'm about. This is what I believe in. And like, I'm here to fucking hold you if you want some. And people will be like, wow, I feel really safe. I'm coming in. Yes. Like these pieces that you put forward, Olivia, of one, like that recognition that I know for so many people in their self-expression journeys, it's like, but what if people don't like me? What if people judge me? What if people criticize me? It's like, honestly, yeah, like multi sugar critic, that might happen. It definitely happened to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't die. I got through it. And that remembrance that so often, very often, whether it's conscious or unconscious, sometimes people are like, I fucking hate that bitch. And they're like, I don't know why, but I hate her. And it's like, Mm -hmm. eventually in their own personal growth and evolution and development, they'll look back and be like, oh, you know what? I, I hated her because I wanted what she had, right? I love the way she showed up or that I love the way that person showed up, but I didn't have the capacity within myself to, to express that side of me or share that side of me. And so it's just either way, it's the most important thing is your self-expression is medicine for you first and foremost. And again, that idea of like your self-expression being medicine to anybody else, it's like, cool bonus points, like cherry on top of like the already divine expression and human being that you are. And, oh, it's just like, so beautiful to just like walk ourselves home and oh one one other question that was dropping through and this is more of a question for you where you are right now Olivia like in the realms of a celebration and acknowledgement for yourself I always love like whether it's like a coaching call or like even like an Instagram live or these podcast interviews I always love to close with what are you celebrating and acknowledging about yourself? And and for anyone listening, I invite you to ask that same question to yourself, but I'd love to hear, Olivia, what is present and alive for you? Mm. I'm acknowledging about you. Two layers. Um, layer one is literally just today. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what we talked about. I mean, I, I, I straight up, struggled through most of the day so far and um really was like I just want to like reschedule or like cancel you know like vibes about it (laughs) and it wasn't really coming and that wasn't coming from a place of like self-care by the way it was coming from a place of like I'm not perfect enough to be on a podcast right now (laughs) and I was like oh man like that is so not what I really believe in. And I was like, this is my authentic ass self today. And this is what everybody's going to get. So it felt if that I'm celebrating that because it felt like I was kind of just like pushing, not pushing, but like, come on, like, you know, when you're holding your kid's hand, I don't have a kid, but I imagine when, or you have a pet or something on a leash or you're holding hand, you're like, come on, like, you know, this is good for you. Come on, let's go. So the part one is I'm celebrating that I'm here because this actually has been, I mean, 
pretty easy that it's been the best part of my day, but it's also just felt really soul nourishing to connect with you and talk about this shit. And it feels really, really great. And, um, the, the big thing that I'm celebrating and the other big thing I'm celebrating, and it's actually the practice to celebrate myself. Uh, it is, uh, like you said, I have, I am a complete, I'm fine. I feel like I've finally taken my seat at the table, right? I have the before and now I'm in the after and it's really been condensed like the past year. I have just be, just bounds and leaps into my self-expression, my just being me. And there's definitely, I tend to be pretty fiery by nature. And there's a part of me that's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Actually, though, like, let's take inventory and celebrate because holy smokes. If you told me a year ago that I'd be having this conversation with someone right now, I'd be like, what? Like, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, or if you told me a year ago, I'd be anything that I am right now. I'd be like, wow, maybe in five years or maybe someday, like when I'm 50 or 80 and I've figured life out. And so I'm calling in more celebration. I'm celebrating now and I'm calling in more celebration for how far I've actually come because most of us are further than we thought we would be, but we're so fixated on the next or like the goal or the whatever, or just what, you know, forward that we forget. And so I'm celebrating the fact that I'm going to be celebrating more. (laughs) I feel like I just keep going, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And just like a couple of reflections about the celebrations. One, also, you know, for anyone listening to collect evidence that you can be having kind of one of those like bloppy days where you're just kind of like, meh, fuck it all. And like you said, it's that sacred discernment of like, is it actually self-care to cancel or reschedule? Because like I'm so fucking all here. We're like, if you need to take a nap instead, cancel. Oh my God. But that discernment within yourself of being like, no, this is not coming from a place of self-care. This is coming from a place of, I need to be perfect. I'm not perfect enough to be on a podcast. And and with love and grace, meeting that voice and saying, actually, you are. Like, you're magnificent in all of your forms. And, and like, even like listening, I'm going to listen back to this episode and be like, receive the wisdom from Olivia. It's just like the just like the divine wisdom that pours out of you any anytime you ever open your mouth or even just your existence on planet earth just elevates the consciousness of humanity because you're here. You're like this living, breathing embodiment of a woman in her power, a woman who's remembered herself. And it's just, it's such a gift to see you celebrate and just be in that radiance. And I'm also so here for more celebration and just that intention of continuing to celebrate yourself again and again, expanding that celebration and ah, it was like, let, like letting it all land. Oh, I just like feel so much warmth in my heart right now. It's like soul glow. <laughs> I'm like so receiving that so deeply. Um, it's funny because earlier this week I was journaling and I'm like, what is keeping me from claiming my personal power? And I pulled some cards on it. And it was basically like, bitch, you already did. <laughs> Claim it. <laughs> see it. Acknowledge it. Yeah, acknowledge it. Like you did it. You're here. And so you just like seeing me and saying that, I'm like really fully receiving that. So thank you. And um it's to just show that like we're all we're all walking ourselves home together, you know, and that into me I see can be done 
solo time. It can be done in like physical intimacy with the partner or like right now, this is a form of intimacy, you know, having a soul heart connection and seeing one another and it gets to like, ooh, maybe not ooze, but like, I, I like that. It's like yeah, jelly fishing yeah. out to anyone listening and then they can tell their friend and then it'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> we're all just oozing home. <laughs> the image of jelly fishing out it's like that water baby energy of like ooh, jellyfish tentacles like ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and you know one just tuning in for myself but also for you olivia any any final words or or stories or just like soul musings that want to be shared in this moment do feel complete and also would love to invite you to share where all of our beautiful listeners can find you your instagram and offerings will be linked in the show notes for anyone like go run to olivia's page it is magic medicine also we i don't think we've mentioned that you also host retreats or maybe we did but i'm just like oh my god please tell us all the things <laughs> i am just like final things i just have i'm like overflowing with so much gratitude um like oozing out with the jellyfish vibes. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm grateful for this conversation because this has been really medicinal and healing for me, not only just for my like funky day, but just to receive the medicine of celebrating the self. So yay, very grateful. Um, I do host retreats and I do one-on-one mentorship uh there will be more but it's always building and flowing one day at a time uh currently right now I have a woman's retreat of in November it's a weekend long I live in the Outer Banks of North Carolina so it's here uh it's the 17th 18th and 19th it's called Embodied Woman oh yeah that day landed I was like holy shit this Because when we were coaching together, you know, I was like, what's the name? How do I name something? And you were guiding me and you're like, it'll just, it'll come when it's ready. And I had done all these other things, you know, the spreadsheets and my back end, and I'd done all this stuff for it. And then I just wrote it down, embodied woman and like womb, like W-O-M-B-A-N. And I saw it on the paper and I was like, well, that's it. And it feels cool. So so that's available. And um, it feels cool because I feel like that totally encapsulates like so much of what we just talked about. And um, yeah, so that's some good ways to work with me now. And there's always new things coming because we flow and we grow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that we flow and we grow. Oh, all of the information will be linked below. Like I said, just just go delight and bask in Olivia's energy on her page. It's just like a living library of magical medicine over there. And Olivia, also just to reflect, I am ah, equally filled with gratitude for this moment and, and this intimacy and seeing each other and having this conversation. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for for being here and sharing your heart and your wisdom and your presence. And for anyone listening, of course, feel free to take screenshots of the you know spotify or apple or whatever and, and tag us in your stories with any takeaways or anything that you receive from this episode and just thank you again olivia mm. so much love to you sister thank you my pleasure Mwah.